listening to the food talk show hello my name is aj sharp and i'm your host for the next 30 minutes we're going to talk about all things food and drink this week, I'm joined by another flavour expert, the lovely Susie Pelter, who is here for the fourth week. So we're very lucky to have her. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you for having me back. Susie, as we know, is a food presenter, demo chef, food judge, recipe writer, brand consultant, all-round foodie legend. Um, and in her spare time, she is constantly searching for new snacks and flavours on the market. So this is probably going to be a really good show for you today. I'm very, very excited. Now this week we are feeling a bit saucy here in the studio. We're talking all things condiments. And my lo- my kids love condiments. Every meal starts with a huge discussion about what condiments are going to go with this and whether or not there's salad and whether or not that constitutes an allowable mayonnaise or is it just ketchup? What are we going to go for? It's it's quite a ritual actually in our house. Um I can imagine you love condiments. Do you have a similar thing in your family? Absolutely. I mean, I have cupboards and fridges full of various sauces. Um, during lockdown, actually, I, on Instagram, would put my family meals up. I don't know if you got to see them, but actually the talking point from a lot of those videos and pictures were the amount of sauces and condiments that I had out on the table because we all like something different and I like to try lots of different things with my foods as well. So I rarely eat anything plain. I've always got something accompanying it. Mm, zhuzh it up a bit. Zhuzh. That's yes. the word. My brother-in-law says that. Let's zhuzh this up always, a bit. Always. And it could be anything. It could be sort of herbs being added to a hummus or... Yeah, he, he really yeah. goes for it. I mean, even uh, even crisps, I would always have something to dip them into, something alongside them, make them a bit more special. Amazing. Well, we've got some lovely experts here in the show today. So we'd be delighted to welcome Roddy Perkins from Barry's and Liam White from Dr. Wills. Welcome. Thanks for joining us, guys. So should we start with you, Roddy? Can you tell us a little bit about Barry's? Uh, Sure. So Barry's is actually the brainchild of my best mate, Ned, who is the Barry of Barry's, Ned Barry. And he's been making mayo since he was a kid. It was the first thing he learned how to make from his grandmother. And he became a mayo fanatic. And he sort of tweaked her recipe to make it his own. And people have been telling him for years to make a business out of it because they thought it tasted so great. And about Five, six years ago, he was fiddling around with the recipe in a kitchen. He's a chef and working in a restaurant and he'd, they'd run out of eggs for the day. And um, a fellow chef said, well, I've heard that you can use um, aquafaba as an egg substitute, which is chickpea water. And so he gave it a go and he created a vegan version without really intending to. And he realized that the flavor hadn't changed a huge amount. So that's when he thought to genuinely try and make it a make it a business and he approached me and said and I had been a a big fan of his mayo I actually truth be told I didn't used to like mayo until I tried his 
so I was always keen for him to start it. And I had a bit of background in starting small businesses. And so he asked me to come on board. And we were about to launch when lockdown hit. So that was pretty ideal timing. So we and we were going to go to the catering industry. And so when we realized that uh, COVID wasn't a um, a brief flash in the plan, pan like we thought it was going to be, we went back to the drawing board and decided to go retail. And so it took us a while to sort out our branding and jars, et cetera, et cetera. And then we launched as a retail brand, uh, I think it was about two, uh, three years ago now. And yeah, it's been an interesting journey, but we uh, we managed to ride it out and we're still going. So Fantastic. Yeah. That's a great story. Mm. The other side of the our sort of USP is that we're always trying to do creative flavors. Um, we found that a lot of mayos on the shelf were were very similar. Oh, yeah, it's often just sort of garlic mayo. Garlic or mayo or, you know, a, a paprika mayo or whatever. And so we, Ned was, Ned is the, the creative one of us and he's always dreaming and scheming up new flavors. And nice. our range is constantly changing. And we have, we had a seasonal wild garlic last year, which we might bring back actually because it was very popular but there's a there's a couple in couple in the pipeline that we're looking to release in the next few months so mm. so yeah that sounds really good cool and um Liam can you tell us a little bit about Dr Wills please yeah of course so we started the business back in 2017 um founded by myself and uh, my two business partners Will the namesake and Josh um and we were looking at condiments from a from a slightly different angle we saw two kind of ways into this so will was a medical doctor uh, his mum was a nursery school teacher and was seeing parents trying to get their kids to eat their broccoli and their carrots and smothering them in sugary ketchup and barbecue sauce and will's mum was coming to him saying there's got to be something better out there for these kids to eat josh at the time was running a restaurant um and it was a gastro pub in newcastle but he, he put lots of effort into the food lots of locally sourced ingredients and pretty much whatever he put on the table uh, much like the stories in your household the the customers would open up the burgers and just cover them in ketchup and mayonnaise and he was just like, astonished at how much they were going through in a day so um, we had these two stories and then my background was i was uh, completely different working in in finance and investment banking uh, my mum's a food writer so i grew up surrounded by food and all three of us kind of met each other fairly serendipitously really, uh, oh, really? Will, Will and Josh met in the gym uh, and got talking about this and then I was uh, looking for something else to do other than burning the midnight oil in Canary Wharf uh, and met met Will and the three of us got got talking and um, yeah Dr Will's launched there in, in 2017 originally ketchup and barbecue sauce we've kind of branched the the range out now into um, into mayonnaise hot sauce and our, and our USP is, is around sugar, so we um, we use dates rather than added sugar, and we use much less of it. So we're just trying to create great tasting condiments. We've won great taste awards across uh, lots of the range that don't compromise on flavour, but also just uh, yeah, a little bit healthier, healthier for you. And it is good. I mean, it's I, I've got samples of it. I remember you did a campaign at one point, which was just pay for the postage because once you've tried it, you're going to become a customer. And I was like, well, I'll try it. <laughs> Paid my three pound fifty or whatever it was. And genuinely, we were going on holiday that day and I just, these these two, you know, it was a ketchup and a barbecue sauce arrived and I was like, fine, shove it in the food bag, let's go. We got through the whole thing that week. <laughs> but it, they're genuinely, it's got a really, really lovely depth of flavour. I mean, we're going to taste some of them today. So if you have you ever tried them? I haven't, but I'm excited. To, I might have tried them though, because I have judged for the, I do judge for the Great Taste Awards. So, but we judge blind, so I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, you never know. I never you? know. Until the end of the season. That's really exciting. So where, where do you want to start? Should we start start with 
because I was wondering, because Dr. Wills has got some spicy srirachas and things like that, whether we start with the mayonnaise, because it might be a little bit milder. Yeah, probably. I think we should do that. Yes, let's do it. Is that all right with you? Absolutely. Where would you like us to start? Um, probably the miso and sesame. It's, it's a little bit of a milder flavour than the rosemary and thyme. So, you know, that one... The, the Which one's that? Flavor. The blue is the... The um, blue one. Okay, lovely. And sesame. It's got a very subtle flavour to it. We Miso didn't want it to be sesame. too overpowering. Right, so Susie, are you going to go spoon in, cracker I'm in? I'm going to go head first. Head first. Okay. <laughs> going to lick it out of the jar. <laughs> I'll take a spoon. Okay, there <laughs> Thank we are. you. There we really, go. There's a lovely aroma already. Really interesting. Do you want to try that there, Liam? Mm. The real creaminess to it. Mm. It's vegan mayonnaise. That's correct, yeah. Okay, so it's all made with aquafaba and... Well, actually, we our original recipe was aquafaba and we spent quite a long time um, making our own aquafaba because we found out that standard aquafaba that you would get in the bottom of a chickpea can you know that's not very sustainable with the amount of chickpeas that you're going to use so yeah. we started making our own and we we found the consistency was good when it was made but it deteriorated very quickly so we then started looking to other egg substitutes and we came across a tapioca starch and pea protein powder which we trialed and uh, had a very similar flavor uh, end result flavor and the consistency stayed for for months and months so we were so we've now we're now using that instead well, of that's interesting powder. the consistency is excellent as well it's got a lovely mouthfeel there's an acidity the savoriness from the miso and sesame is really welcome but you've still got the sweetness that you would expect from a mayonnaise there's so much going on and so it would add so much to whatever it's paired with as well. Yeah, we, we try to, um, well, it's, we obviously don't want to pigeonhole mayonnaise as to what you're going with, but on our jar, there is a, kind of a, a suggestion almost. Uh, it says good with something. And the miso and sesame uh, currently actually says good for the adventurous, but I think we're going to change that to, to go well. So good with um, Asian food and also the rosemary and thyme is good good for the summer so sort of chickens and salads and things like that that you would have during the summer because of the herby sort of flavor and mm. it's yeah. quite grown up the miso there's a you can definitely get that kind of pea note on the finish there so it's a slight bitterness but not in a bad way just in a quite a grown-up sort of grown-up way yeah i think it's it's uh, it's the kind of thing you would put out and people would take a spoonful of and and dip their various things you know their crudités perhaps and maybe meats as well and there's lots of different because the flavor is there but not so intense yeah it's it's a good accompaniment as opposed to anything that particularly overpowers yeah that's what we were we were going with uh, with all of our flavors actually we wanted it to be as you say an accompaniment rather than something that takes over the flavor of your food which we find often is the way with with some condiments like strong mustards and things like that mm. um we wanted subtle flavors rather than something that's going to knock your socks off even though our chili chili uh, chili stuff is quite powerful is it so you do other things as well as mayonnaise so or is we, it a chili mayonnaise it's a chili mayo and we were making we were making our own chili sauce to stir into our mayo to make said uh, chili mayo and actually so we had this we were making our own chili sauce and we actually really enjoyed the chili sauce itself so we decided to try and um, 
bottle that and sell that as well. And that's that we haven't released that yet, but it is um it's pretty imminent. It's coming. How exciting. Yes. So we've that. all just tasted the thyme and rosemary mayo, which is just conjuring barbecue in my mind. <laughs> very fresh, very herby. I think also if I had this out at a barbecue, it would be the kind of thing that I'd want to try because I think the flavour combination in the description would draw me in. Mm. Then opening the jar and smelling the herbs and kind of getting that kind of fresh aroma would draw me in even even more. I could just imagine that with some lamb. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, lamb, it really does conjure lamb. Yes, it? yeah. That's the. That's probably the kind of timey, that's rosemary, both yeah. of them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Amazing, what did you think of those, Liam? They're both great, I think. Um, you've done a really good job of the texture because sometimes pea protein has that sort of graininess associated mm. with it and you don't get any of that at all they're they're lovely and creamy both very different but great flavor profiles so mm. love them both really interesting aren't they that's really exciting thank you for sharing those with us pleasure liam could we try some of your dr will's range yeah of course where should, should we, we start with yours why don't we start less spicy to spicy so maybe we start with mm. the ketchup and the barbecue and then a couple of srirachas we've got a, a hot sriracha for you and then a mango as well lovely Pass that over. That'd be brilliant. Thank you. I'm going to stick it on a spoon here. I mean, when else do you sit? Whoa. I've <laughs> just thrown it all over myself. We're fine. Uh, what could go wrong? I've um, now learned not to do that. So thank you. That's you're right. We should probably do that. <gasps> I just spread it everywhere. You've spread it everywhere as well. Yeah. Thank you, Liam. That's a much more sensible. Liam has just put a squadge on a plate in front of us. And Susie and I have just squirted it all over <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> Experienced condiment user here. <laughs> yeah. um, this is lovely. I, what I really like about this is it really, and it sounds like a stupid thing to say, it really tastes like tomatoes. I was, I was going to say this is exactly tomatoes. the same thing. It's so tomato it's rich, and it's, mm. but it's tomato with all the good parts of tomato. It's not bitter. It's not too acidic. It's got the right balance of sweetness as well. Mm. Yeah. You say, it, you say it's a silly thing to say, but we get that feedback all the time. <laughs> I, think, I think it kind of shows you how... We used that, to ketchup yeah, from yes. Heinz, which yes. doesn't really taste like tomato at no. all, does it? No, and I think if you try them, if you try that side by side with a mainstream ketchup, you really taste how sweet normal ketchup is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's still sweet and vinegary and hopefully taste you know, mm. all of the things that you want from a ketchup. Mm. But just, you know, you taste the, the natural, the quality of the tomatoes as well. And it's got a good sweet salty profile, which is, of course, what you're looking for in a ketchup, because often you're having ketchup on your kind of sausage sandwich or whatever in the morning or, or whenever it is that you have it with your fish and chips. You want that sweetie salt vinegar profile that really cuts through things, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And we tried at the start. We were uh, there was a point when we were trying to we we're trying to make ketchup healthier. So we wanted to make sure we weren't loading it with sugar. But at the same time, you need to have some sweetness in there, which is where the dates come in, because people, you know, associate ketchup with that acidic, sweet, salty flavor. And, and you have to still deliver on on that front. So that's and you actually really want that, don't you? That's yeah. what you're looking for when you have a ketchup. But it's 30 percent less sugar. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So it's so 30 percent less and it all comes from tomatoes and dates. So it's, yeah, it's natural sugars with fibers in there as well. Amazing. And you can taste that. It's got a mouthfeel, hasn't it, where it feels like food? Yeah, it's it's like almost rustic. Mm. It, it tastes homemade and it's got that mouthfeel of, of it's full. I think mm. that's that's how I feel. I think it's delicious. Is this one the barbecue here? Barbecue there, yeah. Right. I'll try not to put too much of my spoon all over it. Okay, I'm going to try two. Oh, I'm pretending that I've never tasted this before, but I have. <laughs> 
I love it. There's a lovely smoky paprika kind of feel to it. Really. Mm. And it's got a burn, hasn't it? There's a lovely kind that of warming. Warm, yeah, right to the back of your throat, but not catching you. Just warming. Mm. And what I like about it is the length afterwards that you mm. get warmth, but there's still kind of sweetness and fruit in that warmth that lasts for a long time. Yeah, I absolutely love a sauce that kind of lingers and you've got stuff going on the whole time. Mm. This has definitely got that. Mm. That's really interesting. Oh, absolutely delicious. Smokiness is great. Where do you source the paprika from? Uh, so the paprika is is European. Um, we try and get as much as we can from the UK. There's some things that, so you take, some, take the ketchup, for example, we use Greek tomatoes, whereas we've tried Italian, we've tried English. And for, we'd love to use English tomatoes, but they just don't have the sweetness that you need. Um, so wherever we can, we use British ingredients, then European, and then you know, there's some uh, some things like the dates are from the Middle East, because that's where, that's where you get dates from. That's where from. they grow, yeah. Um, yeah, but, but wherever we can, we source from as close as possible. Yeah, amazing. And then what's this next one? So you've got, I'd go for the mango sriracha, which is, yeah, that mango. one there. Um, that's a little bit, so that's a bit more mellow. And then the, the hot sriracha is hot, so we'll finish with that one. I do love a sriracha. Mm. It's really interesting. It's hot, but there is that fruit, mango. I'm getting really hot flavour all On the way the down the side of my yeah. palate. Yeah. Yes, but the fruit is very there. It's, But not in a... in in a way that it's taking away from the heat it kind of knows what it is but there's that kind of slightly fresh forward slightly tropical note mm. but not hugely I would say if you don't love mango and you're thinking oh mango sriracha sounds awful actually you might like this because it's not massively mango it's, it's not almost like mellowing the sriracha a little bit so that it's kind of giving it a fruity edge without taking away too much of the heat the heat is still there but not blow your head off heat mm, agree yeah. And then the original sriracha. Yeah, this one's hotter. Okay, I'm <laughs> ready. Oh, I love it. Susie and I are rare in that we both do the hot sauce judging day for great taste. We do, we do. And we're often one of about four females in the room for that day, aren't we? I mean, if there's even four, yeah. Yeah, often. <laughs> yeah I absolutely adore hot sauces. Um, and But a hot sauce that has flavour... It's so important to still retain something interesting other than just heat. You don't want to kind of blow your taste buds out the window, but you want to provide some kind of smoke, some fruit, some something that's just adding more interest. And this absolutely does that. Mm. I mean, you're very cool just continuing to talk. I mean, I am my my mouth is on fire in a very pleasant, happy way. See, I mean, I did take a whole teaspoon. I mean, I'll take more to prove that I can handle it. Do it. <laughs> no, I, I do. I mean, it's it's kind of a bit of a running joke that I do have quite a high level of tolerance to heat, to chilly heat. Um, but I often find things either disappointing that they don't give me the heat that I want or it's just too much and it's not comfortable. And I think this is the balance that is really good here. Obviously, it's going to be buildable. The more that you have, the more that heat is going to build as well. So you can manage that. But I think if you enjoy a hot sauce, then this is going to be great for you. Mm. And I learned on our hot sauce judging day that the way to reduce the heat in your mouth is white chocolate buttons. Yep. Yep. We ate a lot of those. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you use to cleanse your palate between different tastings. They're absolutely beautiful. Which was your favourite? I'm going to go with the last one. 
yeah, I'm going to go for a nice hot sriracha. Really? Did you try those, Roddy? What did you like? I did, and uh, slightly by accident, I tried the hot sauce one first. So <laughs> <laughs> Quietly sweating <laughs> in the corner. Sorry, the taste buds a little bit, but I'm I'm a massive chili sauce fan, and so that was my favourite as well. Mm, really amazing. I just I think there's an application there for all of them. I just I do really enjoy the ketchup and mayo, and having been brought up like most of us on Heinz tomato ketchup. I've tried so many different ketchups with lower sugar and lower salt because obviously it's better for my kids and they eat it like a vegetable rather than a condiment. Um, it's This is the first one I've actually genuinely enjoyed the flavour of because I do find that they just end up tasting really synthetic or you get a really kind of chemically aftertaste or it just doesn't really have very much flavour and you're not getting that cut through that you really want. So I'm going to go ketchup, I reckon. I absolutely agree with everything you said there. And I think... You know, when you're having a barbecue and we are approaching barbecue season, if this weather decides to make up its mind about what it's doing, there's nothing more disappointing than people who put out one sauce, one condiment. There should be an array. There should be something for everyone. Your vegan mayo, absolutely. I would have that with my burger. I'd have my lamb with the rosemary and thyme one. The hot sauces as well. I would put those with my meat or, you know, even just, as I said, I love to dip my crisps or my chips in them. So I think... A whole array of sauces, a whole variety. You've got something for everybody. And if you're anything like me, you will have spoonfuls of everything, kind of a rainbow of colours on the side of your plate. So there's something there for, to, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's so exciting. So you guys, um, Liam, are you working on any more kind of MPD? What's next for you guys? Yeah, we are. Um, so we've got products launching later this year, which is really exciting. Um, we we've got really obsessed with hot sauces. So it took us, it took us a long time. Um, I'm a massive hot sauce fan. So I agree with everything you said. Sriracha is my favorite. And uh, we didn't have hot sauce in the range for like, the first three years of the business, which just, which, which hurt me. But uh, <laughs> Sriracha has become kind of, you know, one of our runaway favorite products. Um, so we're, yeah, I, I can't say too much, but we're, um, we're looking down, down, you know, further down that route. Um, and really excited about some of the products that that, we, that we're going to launch. I think for us, it's all about talk about range and coming to a barbecue with lots of different different flavors. And that's what we want to do. We want to be kind of like the almost like the one stop shop for for people that want you know a wide range of great tasting condiments. Um, and at the same time, you know, don't add a ton of sugar to your plate. Yeah, I can completely see that. What about you guys, Roddy? Are you are you got development coming in and? Yeah, absolutely. Ned is always um, fiddling around in the kitchen on a on a latest flavor idea. Um, and outside of the uh, chili sauce, we've got a couple of new um, flavors in the pipeline. I think his his latest one that he wants to get out there is oregano and lemon, which um, which okay. I've, I've tried a bit of and is is pretty great. But then again, I am a little bit biased. And we are we're, he's slowly tinkering early stages of a few sort of rather than flavoured mayos, like variations on mayo, so like a burger sauce or a tartar sauce. And I don't think there are a huge amount of uh, vegan versions of those around. So, and you know, there are lots of obviously replicas of um, fish and meat being brought out. But we're also not, you know, pigeonholing ourselves to, to just target vegans. We actually say that we're not a, a vegan mayo, we're a mayo that happens to be vegan. Yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of... Um, Certainly the older generation would be slightly put off of the idea if something was branded as vegan. So we actually, if you look at our branding, it's it's not very obvious that we're a, we're a vegan mayo. So we're, we're trying to target everyone. So, you know, even if it's a, you're having your fish and chips with this tartar sauce, it you can, can be real fish as well. So, yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes out of the kitchen next. 
I think that's a really exciting development that's happened, hasn't it, with kind of veganism or plant-based or whatever, that we've actually got to the point now where almost it's expected, if it, if it shouldn't have animal products in it, well, quite. why were the animal products added to it anyway? Exactly, and, and we think, you know, our, our mayo tastes um, pretty similar to, to traditional mayo, so... Why? Why would you put an egg in it? You don't need you know, it. Mm. If you don't need it, you know you don't need to use you don't need to use an egg from a battery chicken. Then then don't use it. Yeah. I think it's not just the the flavour as well. I think you've got that texture. You've got that mouthfeel. You've mm. completely na- nailed it. And it, I think that's also what people want. Is they especially if they're going to add it to something else, they want kind of it to be full and rich and not split. And you you've literally perfected that. Thank mm. you very much. High praise indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Unbelievably, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I always like asking our founders what piece of advice they would give, you know, your younger self or, or somebody else that's looking to kind of follow in your footsteps and start a foodie business. I'm going to start with you, Liam. Putting me on the spot. Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned throughout this journey is just resilience and the power of it. Um, I think, you know, particularly during COVID, uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but, you know, we had to pivot a million times and, um, you know, it was a really tough time to operate a business. And I think just keep going. I think, you know, you often see like, you know, overnight successes that were 10 years in the making. And I think that's that's so true, you know, behind every, um, every story that you read, you know, zero to 100 million sales in X and Y, there's often a, you know, a story of, of how difficult it was at the start and, you know, how close they were to breaking point. And yeah, just, you know, if you, if you have an idea and, you know, you've tried it with a few friends and family, they like it, they like your product, then, you know, go for it. And just, you know, if you believe in it, don't give up. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Cause I think there is that element, isn't there? When you start a business that you're sort of pushing messaging, you're pushing products, you're pushing everything out into what feels like complete darkness. And, and you keep going and you're thinking, is anyone listening? <laughs> and then suddenly things start to bounce back and you're going, oh, we're getting it. We're getting traction. And it's cumulative, isn't it? The more you push out, the more starts to bounce back. And yeah, definitely. I think you have to iterate. So you, you know, you, you launch a product and it's over time it changes and changes. I think we're on version, like we're on about version 60 of our ketchup now wow. um, because we're just constantly tweaking. Um, the first ketchup we produced was was nothing like the one that we have now um but that's something that you can do as a small food producer you can constantly tweak things whether it's the actual product or it's the the messaging on your on your pack or it's you know your social media strategy you can you have that flexibility you can be very quick you can move you can move fast you can see food trends and you can act on them and that's that's your power being nimble and 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 fast yeah and the big guys just can't do that can they no sometimes it takes them you know a year or so to approve a product through all the different layers of responsibilities whereas you know as a founder operated brand you can you just don't have those those constraints and that's a massive Mm. strength yeah that's amazing how about you roddy what advice would you give your younger self or somebody else who wants to follow your footsteps um actually very similar words you know we um we've had a lot of speed bumps on the way and stuff that we were convinced was going to be um great and some of the bits that we didn't think were you know some of the flavors that we ourselves didn't think were that great it it turned on its head a lot and you know launching just before covid obviously was uh was terrible timing and so we've we've come across a lot of a lot of problems and we just the you know you just got to stick with it and you got to persevere. Mm. Um, and yeah, my sort of motto that I always keep telling Ned is that you win some, you lose some and you just yeah. carry on. Absolutely. And believe in your product. And yeah, we we believe in our product, obviously. And when everyone else says it, 
says they believe in it as well. That gives you gives you a lot of incentive and a lot of positivity. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Oh, thanks, guys. Susie, have you got any other finishing thoughts you want to add? Just just more hot sauces, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio here. You've been listening to the Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. And don't forget, we're on Podcast Radio. Thank you to my fellow presenter, Susie Pelter, and to Roddy from Barry's and Liam from Dr. Will's. Thank you so much for coming in. We will feature them on our website so you can find lots of information there. And if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>